Hello there and welcome to season two of the MedTime Stories podcast. My name is Ashwin Sharma. I'm Tom Thorne. And we're both final year medical students at the University of Birmingham. This podcast is about our life at medical school, what we get up to in and around the edges and what we're looking forward to about our future careers. Whatever platform you're listening to us on, please subscribe and leave us a rating. So we are, uh, for the first time in a while, recording separately. We're both home after exams, enjoying a few weeks off before we head uh, on our travels around uh, India and then back up to university for graduation. Uh, I'm at home in Brighton, Ashvin's at home in High Wycombe and uh, yeah, we're just having a bit of a catch up over Zoom and today we're going to be talking about exams. But uh, before we start, how have you been, mate? Good, good, good. So weather's uh, really, really good, actually. It's like 30 degrees, isn't it? 30 degrees. Um, it kind of feels like when we first started the podcast, uh, we do it over Zoom. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, I've, got, I've still got the same shirt on, yeah. Which shows oh, yeah. That, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> we don't age. I was going to think, Ashwin's currently sitting in a conservatory, so yeah. it's probably like 30 degrees yeah. and him just being like barbecued quite inside hot. his house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I'm, and yeah, I've got my Morocco shirt on, so what is it? It's literally like a year since we went to Morocco, isn't it? Like almost a year since we went to Morocco. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was I was thinking about that and having to go to the travel clinic the other day to get my rabies jabs for when we go to um, when we go to India. Ashwin's laughing at me currently, but uh, I just feel better safe than sorry getting my rabies jabs. No, no, and, uh, Ashwin was like, "Yeah, to be fair, uh, your the dogs are going to be more afraid of you. Yeah, <laughs> you're going to yeah. be more scared. More likely to get bitten. So, probably. You reckon? Yeah. Honestly, it, it can't really be a. T- I told you so though. If you get rabies, because if you get rabies, you'll die. So I mean, yeah. Okay, well, I hope you wouldn't say that. You sure you don't want to get a jab? You sure you don't want to get a jab? Yeah, yeah, I can't afford it. Um, (laughs) It's quite expensive. What's £70 a jab? Yeah, it's like 210 quid. It's a lot of money. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, medical news. uh, I got my jabs and I've got surgical emphysema at my site. So my arm was all like crunchy yesterday, which was a bit gross. Wow. But yeah. (laughs) Medical news. I just got called from the BMA. So, uh, oh really? What I, happened? So I I was just <laughs> wondering if the membership I signed up for was the correct one, and it was the student one, and they said that it would automatically change in October, which seems like we were saying it's two months too late. So maybe I'll just have a look at it again. Mm. But they also said that once you get your contract, send it over to us because twenty percent of contracts apparently weren't correct last year. Wow, so, that's a lot. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's true or not, but uh, that's what... That's something I actually... You've reminded me, that's something I still need to do. I was checking the other day, so, I mean, I think all of these things that people need to do are join a defence union, join the BMA, and uh, also send off all your paperwork. So you've got your check coming up in pool, haven't you, for occupational health? Yes, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, I've been currently working through all my paperwork. The problem is, though, you realise you don't have all of, like, the internal IDs and stuff. And so I've got a few questions about, like, when is my start date? Is it the start of when I start my contract or is it the start of my induction? So, yeah. Yeah, there's a it's lot, a there's a lot know, of documents to return. I've got my mm. I've got a blood test tomorrow because I hadn't had some blood tests on my record. I've got some oh, really? online training for the online prescribing I got uh, another reminder yesterday about a summer ball, which is the week before we start um, in August. That'd be good. Yeah, so I've just signed up for that, which would be quite nice. Um, a summertime ball for all the pool and Bournemouth um, F1s. And yeah, so there's just so much going on and so many stuff, so much stuff that I need to return. It's just form after form after form. So. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. But you're also trying to have a bit of a nice time in summer as well and relax and get your other bits and bobs sorted for holiday. It feels like you need a holiday after doing all of the admin. Yeah. But something 
I had written down that you did get recently is your accommodation, didn't you? So do you want to... We haven't really chatted about this, no, so I thought yeah. we'd save it so it's like fresh. So oh, wow. Podcast. Yeah. So um, accommodation-wise, talk me through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So accommodation, I was going... I applied for hospital accommodation. And in Paul, it's quite well known that this is one accommodation that uh, most people sort of like to go at. Uh, and yeah. it's it's more well known for being the more social uh, accommodation and um, I think the idea is that you go into hospital accommodation until you meet some people and then you can move out and it's a first come Definitely. first serve basis and I, I don't know if you if you remember but I filled it out in front of you uh, around an hour I mean it was the snow day you'd got your deanery and or you'd got your job hadn't you was it the snow day oh, no no no, 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 no. It, was, it was a it was a revision day and we just got to medical and I filled it out I think we were going over making up drugs, actually. I don't know why I remember that. But we were going over that and... You were doing it so quickly. And yeah, yeah. and I, I think I literally did it within half an hour of uh, them sending the email. And um, I yeah, didn't get the accommodation. Did. And I got the uh, alternative one. So <laughs> It's crazy, it's, isn't uh, it? Yeah, it's so it's first come, first serve. So it means that they everyone must have done it a lot quicker than me. And so disappointing. I, I can't lie. I was quite disappointed. Um, I've had a yeah. look at... It just... Yeah, it's a bit disappointing. I've had a look at the accommodation. It it just kind of looks like standard halls. I think you get your own bathroom, which is nice, but shared kitchen. That's good. Yeah, I, I've no yeah. I've no idea of like how many people are living in in the space. Like that's all. I really have no idea. That all the information I got was <laughs> congratulations, you got this accommodation, and I was like, okay. So well, it's not really congratulations. Well, no, yeah. yeah. So mm. I mean, uh, who knows, right? The other one. Who knows, right? Like it's. I, I feel like yeah, the people yeah. who make it are um, more more than the actual accommodation itself and so wow. if, if i can get sounds like uh, you're working for the university now when they're like <laughs> oh it's more than the sum of its parts and everything like that yeah so but yeah and no, it must be a bit a bit annoying i mean how is it far out of town or anything like that no no it's very close it's very close uh, oh, okay yeah, well, that's yeah, right. yeah. 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 Uh, location wise i can't complain i can't complain and like i said i mean i i know people um, there are definitely people who are in worse much worse positions than me and so yeah. to actually have an accommodation which is quite near the hospital um relatively cheap as well because it's hospital accommodation uh, so definitely I, I can't really complain to be honest with you so i think yeah the yeah initial, definitely the initial thing is i was a bit shocked because of how quickly i, I returned the form so i didn't expect mm, him not get i remember it. you saying yeah yeah i didn't expect him not get i it. think also though like you said it's, it's more about where you are like you're you're in a new place i think you'll forget about the accommodation as soon as you're in the kind of you're there and you're meeting new people and you've got work to start and you're kind of exploring around pool and mm. you have all of that to sort mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah 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 exactly and I, so. I think that's what i'm looking forward to tomorrow as well but not, not, to, not for the blood test but i haven't actually been to pool so i'll just go around yeah. and explore it tomorrow and then i don't know maybe sw- go for a swim or something or i'll have it i'll see what i'm doing with my day in the sea yeah you brave boy you don't go in the uk really do you no i don't it's usually quite cold but it's boiling right now isn't it so yeah saying that i'm going down to the beach later with a mate to yeah, go actually. for a swim so uh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but even you, you try go as many days as anyway. i can i'll go in, in like all year round yeah like december and january because mm-hmm. yeah i'm sea a bit weird boy. but yeah hmm? yeah sea beach boy <laughs> but yeah so the main topic we were coming on to talk about today was uh about exams themselves so we had a our previous episode was about the build-up to exams so today we wanted to talk about kind of exams themselves and, and how they went and we've both kind of uh gone away and had our kind of separate thoughts and we just wanted to come together and, and talk about them yeah so if we go through in kind of order of what we had we had our multiple choice exams first didn't we mm. which if you don't mind me starting i always think 
is worse. I'd always rather have Oskies first because Oskies are the ones which I don't know. I feel like they they can throw you off a bit more, and to me, they feel like the bigger of the two exams. And so I'd rather have those big Oskies first and then have my MCQ second because that's kind of often just content and like knowing things. Whereas Oskies, you're having to revise in a completely different way and it's often more intensive the way you have to revise for oskis uh but yeah i shouldn't go on i'll let you have a bit of a chat about mcqs yeah i think there's two sides to that because i think i was in that camp before we actually had the exams i, I preferred oskis first and in fourth year mm. did you have oskis first i had oskis first in fourth year um yes oskis were first yeah and yeah. i preferred that because it meant that i could get out of the way it's the more difficult one for me but I yeah. think looking back on it, what it meant was that I had more time to prepare for OSCEs and that that time in between OSCE, uh, MCQs and OSCEs, I don't think I would have needed that time for MCQs, whereas I felt like I did need that time for OSCEs. So, and because yeah, fair enough. we only had fair a week, enough. right, in between finishing placement and starting exams, yeah. I don't think that would have been sufficient for me for OSCEs, whereas I think it was enough for MCQs. Yeah, fair enough. That's an interesting way of putting it, actually. I hadn't really have thought of it like that. Um, I'd more thought about, yeah. Um, I suppose, yeah, I mean, you're then cutting down the amount of time that you had to revise for OSCEs, but I suppose you would have just started revising earlier had they been first. Mm, mm. Um, yeah. I mean, I still probably preferred it the other way around, but um, it was okay in the end. I mean, as we mentioned before, our kind of our format ended up changing pretty close to our exams, and so uh, we were all a little bit thrown off by that. But yeah we our exams are about two hours long each more for extra t uh, extra time and we were there sat in the computer cluster and i remember it kind of in first and second year we'd do them all on paper and you'd have to fill out that form wouldn't you and it was like read through a machine and it was like a hole punch where you'd put the answer and all of that stuff and and as per um a point that i'd written down i kind of followed my my normal ritual i was quite thankful of being in kind of morning exams and so i wouldn't have coffee on the morning of my exams and then i'd go in but ashwin unfortunately was afternoon for both oskis and mcqs yeah, yeah so uh and also for all the other exams we've had this year whereas i've ended up being morning for yeah. all of them someone's definitely trying uh, to play a joke on me yeah and i mean i think before my exams normally what i tend to do is just sit there and, and kind of be silent and most people are generally quite uh respectful and kind of come and say hi quickly and can see that i'm just sitting there i'm not necessarily revising but just sitting there in silence and that's how i tend to do it i mean everyone's got their own strategy so it's a matter of making sure that you're not kind of overbearing on people the five minutes for exams because you do meet people who just want to chat and chat and chat and I kind of, I would rather just sit there in silence. But yeah. I guess everyone's nervous to an extent, right? And I think people try and channel that nervous energy in different ways. And some people channel it by speaking to each other quite a bit. Whereas I know... You, you definitely like to... get the nervous talkers. Yeah, yeah, whereas you like to sit in silence. I like to sit in silence just with my thoughts. I don't like really yeah. like to speak to many people uh, before an exam. I just like to sit there on my own. <laughs> people must think that you're like you're such a loner or whatever. But I, I, I prefer yeah. to sit there and just stay no, in, the my, same. in my own headspace. But Definitely. yeah, so so the exams were 25th and 27th of April and like there were two sits, morning and afternoon sit. And we've spoken mm. about how we revised. Yours was in the morning. And is there, did you wake up earlier? I know you say generally you wake up earlier to do a bit of prep. Is that you? Did yeah, you so I, I think I woke up about six. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. And then did a bit of work from kind of six. I can't remember when my exams were. I think they started about 10. Mm. So... I woke up at six and then we just just worked until I walked over to the venue. Yeah, um, do a bit of work on the morning. But 
I think actually it kind of it reaches this kind of fever pitch when everyone gets in there, sits down, and you have this moment of calm just before when everyone sat down and everything, and and you're preparing for preparing for your kind of just thinking about the exams and what's to come. Um, but yeah, uh, it's it was all right beforehand the build up. I was less nervous this year than I was last year because mm. I'd done the online exams the year before and I'd done the OSCEs and stuff so I kind of knew generally what to expect for kind of fourth and fifth year than being quite similar in terms of how many exams you had but yeah uh what about you how did you feel well I, I was immediately five minutes beforehand well yeah I mean I was in the afternoon right so I had a bit of time I I, I got up once again I, I just always try to get up later because unlike yeah. you I, I don't like to do too much before the exam and uh Fair so I failed to get up later and I think I just tried to chill until midday, uh, headed off. Yeah. And then I had to sit in quarantine. So when you guys were finishing your exam, they set us, they sat us in a room and waited for you guys to leave before we could enter the exam hall. And in that time, yeah. everyone's chatting and uh, I'm just sitting there on the side on my own, <laughs> just uh, trying to uh, just try not to think of anything. It's, it's honestly, that's what I was doing, trying to think of nothing. And then we were taken to the exam hall and yes we sat down in our places and i don't know there's always some i have a bit of a fear with online exams i'm like oh i hope i don't click the wrong thing or hope i don't exit the exam browser or um so i hope i make i know my login and so once that sat down i think i was fine um and i hadn't really planned out my timing to be honest with you i don't know if you had we had i think we had two hours for 100 questions was that right yes yeah yeah yeah. um i hadn't really planned it out but i was thinking that if i've not done 50 in an hour then i'm something's gone wrong here so that's the way i was approaching and just taking each question as it came uh really so in that time before just waiting for the exam to finish um exam to start i think for us it was relatively to time we only started about five minutes later than uh, what the official start time was so that was before the exam so during the exam before the exam you were fine i just wanted to be in your own headspace what about during the exam did you have any particular strategies in terms of timings or when you're going through the exam how were you feeling yeah so when i when i do these kind of exams normally what i do is i i go through start to finish um and I do the questions that I can do straight away within about kind of 15, 20 seconds. And we'll answer all of those and then I'll just flag up everything else. So I normally end up going through and doing a run through where I end up answering between about 50 and 60 questions. And then what I do is I spend the remaining amount of time going through the questions which I couldn't answer straight away. Or I've got I'm more split between two answers. I end up going back through all of those. And I find I almost look at it as buying myself time because if I can do 60 questions in kind of 20, 30 minutes, then I've got an hour and a half to look at 40 or so questions. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So, and I feel like then I've got kind of a couple of minutes per question rather than I've bought myself a bit more time per question to go and have a sit and have a think about. And then what I do is I normally go through those and then by the end of the exam, there'll normally be between about five and 10 questions where I'm kind of, I'm pretty unsure and I've narrowed it down to about two options and then... There's always that kind of um, going back and forth, that question at the end where you, f- you switch your answer right at the end. You, as soon as you get out of the exam, you realise you switched it between the wrong ones. Yeah. And then you're a bit like straight away. You're like, oh, great. I've done that. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's my normal strategy. But I know that a lot of people go through just question by question by question yeah. and will get right to the very end at the end of the exam. Yeah. You're more like that, aren't you? 
I will go question by question. If if something, I know you said 10, 15 seconds or so. For me, it's more mm. like 30 to a minute. If I can't do it, and then I will move on. But this, this platform was really good, actually. It was, uh, what was it called? MSCAA platform. And mm. so you could highlight questions and it was very clear which ones that you'd highlighted and so which ones you could go back to. Um, you could rule answers out, cross them out. You could rule yeah, them back in. Was so it, was, it was quite an interactive platform, which was quite um, quite good for us to use and, and quite clear in the way that they wanted us to, to use it. And yep. so I my strategy was to just to do the questions as quick as possible. They were randomized for everyone. So not everyone had the same question one or question 50, for example. Yeah. And I think my strategy was to do as many questions probably get to more than half before i needed to go to the toilet um because <laughs> i because uh, like i said before i've not gone to, i've not done a medical exam without going to the toilet um, you always have to have a loo break don't you in yeah the middle. so so i think i got to just over halfway and then i was i put my hand up and no one no one was looking at me as so i had to like you know when you do that thing in school where you just put your hand like extra high and then you try and get their attention <laughs> so you try to call a waiter over when you finish yeah, uh, yeah, like yeah food you want to get the bill exactly exactly <laughs> but i didn't do that but um but uh so yeah so then went to the toilet came back and then i think i finished the exam the first with with about 15 20 that i hadn't attempted uh, within about just over an hour i think um so i had about 40 minutes 45 minutes to, to really go over the paper um so uh, which I, yeah I, so i think time wise i was i was okay yeah i think the time wise i was more okay than i thought i'd be actually mm. um i mean my big three tips for mcqs that i've written down would be the reason i approach it the way i do and do the easy or easier questions i think is my attitude i think it's very easy if you have a bunch of difficult questions at the start of the exam to get bogged down in trying to answer these very difficult questions and then you've got your easy questions later and you're like god that was really tough and it's kind of like that recency bias you get skewed if you've got the really tough questions early you think god this exam's gone horribly mm. so what i try and do is kind of solidify myself with some questions be like oh yeah i know that i know that i know that and then it gives you a more positive attitude giving me those answering those easy questions first so that's my point one is actually i find keeping that positive attitude i do that by answering those easier questions first mm. number two is um think about potentially why they're asking the question often it's called like meta questioning so not necessarily what question are they asking but like they're asking questions for particular reasons they're not asking just questions for the sake of getting an answer they're, they're testing specific areas so if you if you get given if you're if you're if you're asked a question about someone who's shortness of breath and then you're given an x-ray they're asking the question because they want you to interpret the x-ray and often the finding will be on the x-ray not always but often think about why they're asking the question so like on a question is there is there a pneumonia is there um is there a pneumothorax that kind of thing is there a pacemaker um and then also my my kind of final tip for MCQs is don't neglect non-clinical aspects. So thinking about ethics, law, about how you work as a doctor. So kind of like SJT style questions. So I know SJT is kind of being taken out, but those types of questions. So how should you kind of the role of a doctor, not just as a clinician, but interacting with patients and interacting with other family members and understanding a bit around mental capacity act. Sorry, um, around uh, is mental capacity act, isn't mm. it? That's what you call it. Yeah, mental capacity act, and also about uh, the mental health act. And so knowing a bit about those uh, is is quite important because you'll often get between kind of five and ten on a hundred paper question about those kind of things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think they're good ones. I those think, are my big three tips. No, they're good ones. I think also 
for i think a big tip is depending on who you're examining run by have a look at their website because they can break down what topics are going to be in the paper so we knew what topics would be mm. in paper one paper two for example so it's it's easy to split up your revision that way and mm. i from what i found was is that of course you need to know the content so so do it go do go over your and make notes if that's the way you learn but uh once you have gone over it spend less time going over notes and more time to the questions um because and stick to one or two question banks so the ones that we stuck to were pass med i know pass med doesn't have many questions for certain specialties so i was using quesmed for for example i think anesthetics or intensive care but even that like wasn't really necessary um i think if you change between different question banks then you know it, it becomes difficult because there are different question styles and maybe that's a good thing that you want to uh experience different question styles because pass can be quite repetitive but honestly i think our exams were quite similar to, to pass med in the way the questions were phrased. yeah so i i think as well i mean what i used to do is i i do pass med and then i do the get ahead books so because get ahead have like tests which are about 50 questions long and so i try and do like a, a get ahead uh test which um, I'd spend an hour doing and then that gave me a bit of more representation of how much time I have in the exam and would run me through kind of exam technique a bit more and how to think about questions when you're you're slightly you're not obviously as stressed as you are during an exam but it gives you that bit of extra kind of incentive to 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 put you or kind of makes it a bit more realistic in terms of preparing yeah. for exams yeah those, yeah those get ahead books books are good and I bought the specialties one but I didn't actually do a single a single test in that book because I just didn't have the time. <laughs> I just didn't have the time. I, I was trying Fair to enough. do pass med. Yeah. And I stuck to pass med and I thought if I'm not going to do the, if I manage to do one, fine, it's a bonus. If not, yeah. then it's not the end of the world. And I, I know there's a couple of sample papers on the website as well. So just doing that to really understand the style of question that they ask, because I know from doing those two pa- past papers, we could see that I remember something very clearly, the way they phrase it and say, what would you do next? was was quite something that i would not really seen before and it wasn't really there on passbed but it was something that that you could see on on the passbed yeah. website and I, I i hate those types of questions where what's the most appropriate course of action and all five of the answers are kind of appropriate or four of them are appropriate but what's the most appropriate and you're like well in 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 kind of in clinical practice it might be a bit subjective mm-hmm. you might get a 50 50 split between two of the answers or something yeah yeah, yeah. so that is a bit annoying yeah and i think yeah. that obviously there are so many topics right so you need to split your revision up based upon the ones yeah. that you feel you're not as strong at for example Definitely. i know you said don't neglect the ethics and law but i didn't even look over them at all because i thought when i did them actually i thought the sjt actually helped with um oh definitely yeah but we'd only done the sjt in kind of like uh december time so i thought five months later how much of that stuff is kind of my technique for that how much of that has fallen out of my head fair enough i think i think at some point you know you have to weigh up uh which questions do you feel as if you could you're in a strong position to guess I think yeah. because you're not you're never going to be able to 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 learn everything and so I, that that was the topic that I felt okay I, I'm not, I, I'm not going to go over it and I think particularly for for Birmingham there were some topics that we we all had to kind of go over quite a bit which was hematology breast and infectious diseases were the kind of the three where you have kind of more I had no kind of lower amount knowledge. of exposure yeah. to yeah yeah, yeah especially infectious yeah. diseases and and hematology I had no idea about any of that so we had to go over that yeah. Uh, 
but yeah i mean those are our kind of our main tips for oski so use a question bank stick to it um try and keep positive attitude and so that's why i take the technique i do of going through doing the easier questions first uh, think about why they're answering asking the question if you're really stuck on the question and you, you've not got a clue about how to approach it think about maybe why it's being asked and then don't necessarily uh don't neglect non-clinical aspects but i guess this can be expanded to think about the areas that you're weakest at in terms of like if there's kind of topics that are going to be brought in and you actually have had minimal exposure spend a lot of time going over those or more time going over those yeah yeah and, but, I, and we had we had two two of the exams the exams were very similar and uh but we had a day break in between and, and in a very quick i mean we did go to med school but uh i, I kind of would prefer them to be back to back i think uh, just to get them out of the way that day that day in between i think is a bit a bit annoying especially for me i think for maybe you it's not as bad with a morning exam but with an afternoon exam i had to do that quarantine all over again honestly i would not win yeah. quarantine on my worst enemy it's, it's, it's the a bit worst gross. thing yeah ever. <laughs> it's the worst thing ever um and yeah. i thought i got away with it for oskies but i didn't so uh, <laughs> like we will talk about now yeah so yeah so our oskies were were later and actually weirdly the way or not weirdly but they the way they run at birmingham is you have a specialties exam which is like psych obs and gynae pediatrics and gp and then you have like a, a general kind of acute medical exam uh or medical and surgical which is like kind of problems that you should be able to deal with as an f1 or exams you should be able to take undertake as an f1 to kind of make sure that you're safe on the wards mixing up drugs that kind of thing mm-hmm. um and the the, the main thing that was kind of unusual was that we didn't all have them in the same order. So it wasn't like m- half the year would be kind of specialties uh, Tuesday and then acute exam Wednesday and then the Thursday, Friday would be a repeat. Actually, people had all the exams on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. They would be kind of switched around and most people would have a, a day's break in between their exams. And so it would be Tuesday, Thursday or Wednesday, Friday. But actually, I ended up being <laughs> Wednesday, Thursday. So I had no days in between my exams, which meant I I finished early but uh it uh, meant i didn't have a lot of time to revise between my exams mm. and whereas you were wednesday afternoon friday afternoon weren't you so, which shift. is kind of graveyard shift yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. so but, yeah, yeah so oskies yeah were about a week after mcq so we kind of quite intently went over the kind of the exams once again practiced all the exams and went over different scenarios and, and thought the, the main thing I did was think about templates, specific questions I'd like to ask if if histories came up and then practice those, particularly the ones I don't, go, don't get. And I think OSCEs, it's very easy to shy away from doing practice and doing book work for OSCEs, but realistically, you need to practice your exams, I'd say twice through to get a good idea of how they're going to run. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I think Minimum. We, had, we had five, seven days in between. And I think in that yeah. time, we were practicing OSCEs, but also uh, we'd made the decision not to speak about any questions uh from the mcq paper but uh i I knew you would so you kept asking me like one more one more question one more question (laughs) it came up a couple of times yeah yeah uh so yeah Yeah. so it was breaking down the structure of the oski so like you said there were two separate days of oskis one was the specialty cycle so within the specialty cycle there are seven stations each station is 10 minutes and you have three minutes in between a station uh, some cycles had a rest station as well. Uh, I did not have a rest station. Tom had a rest station for the specialty cycle, and but I always I, I started on my rest station for every every single cycle, okay. every single OSCE that I had. So it, it, I didn't really have one. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. So within the specialties <laughs> OSCE, two of the stations were on pediatrics, two of the stations yeah. were on obs and gynae, 
two of the stations were GP related and one was psychiatry related. And on the flip side, the second day, which was for the acute block, so we had two examinations, one practical procedure, we had three ISKIs, which we'll talk about, and what am I missing? One practical procedure, three ISKIs, two examinations, and one communication station. So that could be if someone's refusing treatment, if a handover, like an NNS bar format, or, or just encountering an angry patient, a difficult patient. So, so those sorts of things. So yeah, that, that was the format of the OSCE. And so, yeah, like Tom said, Tom's was Wednesday morning, Thursday morning. So I think it's a nice one to have. Uh, of course, you don't have the day break in between, but you're done Thursday morning. Whereas I was Wednesday afternoon and Friday afternoon. So like once again i had to quarantine for ages and for example my last ever medical exam i started at like 4 35 p.m it was something ridiculous wow. like that i had to wait yeah. for about an that's hour that's crazy yeah. it's very late yeah yeah so we had different we had the same do we have different no, we had the different order as well so you had your acute one first and then your specialties yeah. one second i had my specialties one first and my acute one second so i th- I think one thing we both did to prepare was we bought watches to make sure that when we timed ourselves in our stations that we, we had enough time to get through everything because some of the stations were, you had more like subsections and they often wouldn't, they maybe not guide you and you had to use your um, use your own kind of initiative to, to talk about uh, a a kind of a management strategy or what investigations you'd like to do but actually i'll, I'll be completely honest i, I barely looked at my watch the whole oski um because it's very difficult because you can't wear a watch on your wrist because of in, like infection control yeah um so when you when you go and look down at your watch that's on your belt or whatever it, it looks a bit it looks a bit dodgy if you're kind of just there looking looking down at your looking down at your belt and your watch the only <laughs> time i used it really when i was when i was timing kind of uh, heart rate or rest rate yeah. uh, during a during an exam that's the only time and I, I think yeah the difference that i had is i had to quarantine briefly in the morning after my last exam uh or after before my first one and after my last one to make sure that the, the next group have gone in but actually i that was only for kind of for 10 minutes or so after my exam and then i was off and went and had a coffee and kind of sat down and relaxed a bit yeah whereas you had the kind of quite intense quarantine and the delays being built up throughout the day so yeah. it's a bit different yeah. yeah it was it was a bit annoying i was just going to say what would your looking back on oskis now what would your big tips for oskis be for OSCEs, I think we'll speak about mm. the way it was structured. Uh, uh, but I think general tips are, I think smile is a big one and a building rapport Definitely. with the patient if it's a, a history taking station or a communication station. I remember, you know, telling a few white lies is, is fine. I think I asked them what they like to do for their hobbies and they say, um, they were uh, said, oh, I like to play badminton. I was like, oh, wow, badminton is my favourite sport. I like playing it too. Uh, and it was actually in the feedback, in my feedback for Oski, oh, you built good rapport when you mentioned badminton, uh, which is a complete lie. Cricket is, is definitely the best sport in the world. And so uh, that... I just mentioned the test championship. Uh, like moving there. on. And uh, so, um, yeah, and I think also a big thing is is on the... Re- make sure to read the instructions outside so you know what setting yeah. you're in. So whether you're in ED or you in GP practice... Um, so these things can make a big difference. Um, I think 
examinations wise practicing with friends i think that's the yep. only way to practice examinations there's only a certain number of times you can practice speaking out an examination i think you need to actually do it and if you're doing an examination there's two methods either you speak out what you're finding or seeing or you don't do it the difficulty with not speaking it out is the examiner might not know what you're looking for so i've always been a proponent of speaking yeah. out what you've either found or not found any relative positive particularly because particularly because examiners won't be uh examining their own specialty mm. so you might get a neurologist or uh, examining a cardiovascular station and yes they'll still they'll do be able to do cardiovascular exams but if you're doing more specialist movements and things like that mm. and they're not necessarily on the exam like scheme and they may be kind of beyond the exam scheme at least saying what you're doing provides a kind of uh, a rationale behind that and so they realise that you're doing it for a reason. Otherwise, they may see you doing uh, movements and kind of not be uh, not be completely sure. And I mean, I'm, I've given two examples there, but you you might meet kind of specialties who do understand about doing those exams in great months of detail. But often things like like cranial nerves and the very specific tests that you have for cranial nerves, I think it's worth speaking them through because mm. otherwise you'd like I would like to test hearing, even if you say that. Well, what tests would you like to do? So yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that that's a good point. And I think for an OSCE as well, speak to the old years to find out the format of the exam. That's the closest thing you're yeah. going to get to understanding what the actual experience was like. And we were quite fortunate that we had friends in old years who are F1s now because we intercalated. I think uh, another thing is that unless you're going to ace the OSCE and get 100% in all stations, which is very difficult to do, be comfortable in, in forgetting in the idea that you will forget to say things or you may say things you did not intend to and a lot of that yeah. is the pressure point. of the exam but also the time pressure of the exam so like i said once uh, i think you've given your tips as well we'll, we'll break down what the exam was actually like for us um in that there was a significant time pressure for us uh, in these exams and and you you will come out the exam thinking oh why did i say that oh i should have said this um and there's a few examples that i have of what i said and what i shouldn't have said um in that and, and that is just pressure you know if you had five minutes extra you wouldn't have said that or yeah. you might have said yeah uh, what what uh, you didn't say so i think my final thing my final tip would be is that we're quite lucky in Birmingham in that we have three minutes between stations. And I know it's not the case in, in all other universities, but we get a piece of paper and a pen between all stations and we can write out our notes for that station. So we get the instructions for the station. It'll be like, you are speaking to this patient who's come in with this complaint. And so then you can write down the structure of your history and any questions you want to ask, any investigations. And that three minutes yeah. is really, really important because if for a, if for some reason your mind goes blank, you can refer to this sheet of paper. And so actually practicing what you're going to write down on that paper, I found very important. Yeah. In the week beforehand, I was I practicing what I would write down on that piece of paper just so that if there was a time where I'd come stuck, I had a stock phrase where I'd say, okay, just to recap what you've told me so far, you've come in with this and this. And whilst I was saying that, I was looking down at my paper just to see what I could ask next if I'd missed anything, etc. So Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, I think I, I, I'd agree yeah. with that. And I think my only addition to the tips that you've said would be it's kind of an encompassing fail to prepare, prepare to fail type picture. Mm. If you know that what exam station is guaranteed to come up, so for us, they pretty much told us that making up drugs will come up mm. and then you neglect to practice making up drugs, particularly with both powders and also with liquids, then you're kind of, you're shooting yourself in the foot really, aren't you? Because mm. you're 
you're neglecting one of the stations and if that's one station where you potentially could get 100% because you know that it's coming up and then the other stations like Ashwin said be comfortable with forgetting stuff but if you know that making up drugs is going to come up and that's a procedural thing then you can learn how to do the procedure uh, exactly right and this is this is not us kind of sharing kind of examination stuff that we shouldn't like it's for us it was well publicized wasn't it at the yeah. kind of throughout the year that we'd have a station on prescribing slash making up drugs so yeah and uh, often universities might tell you broadly what topics you're gonna have coming up in oskies it's all different everywhere but yeah mate tell me a bit about how how it was and the time pressure <laughs> So, yeah, so, so the way it works, I'll, I'll say there's, there's one different thing in Birmingham called an ISKI, and I know we've mentioned this so many times, ISKI, ISKI, ISKI. So the way it works is that you have a four-minute history, and then afterwards you're, giving, you're given different procedural tasks to do. So, for example, after the history, you're given, uh, they'll maybe ask you a few questions. So what's your diagnosis? What are your differentials? What invest- investigations would you like to do? Then they'll move you on to a separate part of the station, whether that they want you to prescribe a medication they want you to do an ABG, a cannula, um, and then they may give you some results and say, how does this change your diagnosis? How does this change your management? And yeah. fitting this all in, so within one station, you could be taking a history, saying your differentials, uh, the investigations, you could be given some blood results, uh, you could be prescribing, and you could be doing a procedure all in one station, all in 10 minutes. And it's something which is yeah. very difficult to prepare for because in real life, you're not going to have this time pressure. And so I think I found it difficult because you're taught to do things systematically. So, for example, if you have an ECG going through um, all their patient details and, you know, rate rhythm access, all that, all that. Whereas in this, you don't have time to do that. You just spot the most. (laughs) I just spotted the most uh, obvious abnormality if there was any imaging um, and then moved on from there. Otherwise, I wouldn't have had enough time. So I, I think that's what I wanted to say about the ISKI. But just some memorable things from my OSCE because I'm, I'm thinking back now because we did an episode very early on where I spoke about my fourth year OSCE and how I missed kidney stones when there were three uh, there straight away and uh, how I related it to Monsters Inc where you know you'd go in through different rooms come out and then go into a new room um, whereas in my first exam everything was in the same room which was quite weird to me actually so it was just curtains and, and everyone would go through the next room and so this yeah. I'm talking about the specialties exam I realized it was such a cramped space and there were so many people in the room you had the patient who would be the actor you had the examiner you had a station guide who was timing and then you sometimes you even have an external examiner as well who was examining the examiner it was really odd yeah. and so yeah so, so once you get into it you get into the swing of things and I think some memorable things for me is that I had my two GP stations back to back and then I came to my uh, Obs and Gynae station and I was still in GP mode, right? So where you're asking these holistic questions. And so I asked, you know, typical, do you smoke? And um, in the Obs and Gynae stations, she said yes. And then <laughs> I started focusing on, have you ever considered stopping smoking, right? And whereas this person is coming <laughs> with an acute problem, she's in pain. Yeah. And I am counselling someone about <laughs> stopping smoking <laughs> just because I was in that GP mind frame. Uh, and so uh, <laughs> the feedback I got was, it's good you're considering this, but just maybe think of how relevant it is next time. Uh, and I was yeah. just, as soon as I did it, you know, like uh, the actor pushed back on me and said, oh, why is this relevant? And then I, had, I was actually thinking, oh, God, yeah, this is actually not relevant at all um, <laughs> from, from what I had to do. Um, I think other things uh, that stick out is that 
some patients I really was not, some of the actors I was not expecting. You walk in and there's a hospital bed and they're there in their hospital gowns. And um, it was so odd. It's quite, it's quite stunning, isn't it? Or uh, not stunning, stunning. isn't it? Like, wow. Shocking is probably a better one. You're a bit like, oh, I didn't expect this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so the prepared to be put into a hospital setting if you've got an acute. And exam. they really get yeah. into the role of the patient, don't they? Mm. So whether they're oh, definitely. upset yeah, yeah. or angry, frustrated. Yeah. And um, one thing I found really strange was if I was doing a procedure in the same station, Obviously, I'm meant to be doing it on that patient, but you're doing it on a model. So I was thinking, wait, hang on, do I do I turn to speak to them, or do I like just look at this arm or this model and and speak to this arm and say that you you know you're going to do this or consent them in this <laughs> way? So I found that a bit a bit weird as well. Um, yeah. And I I do remember my last patient in in on the Friday graveyard shift, Oski. I think he was just like he was just smirking and smiling the whole time and he was meant to be in pain and honestly i think he was just fed up i think he'd, he'd done three four days of oskies i think he was just ready to go home and um, <laughs> I, he was meant to have uh, severe pain and he was sort of smirking i think he, i don't know what i was saying i was just something funny i don't think i did but and so i think he was just ready to go home and i, I remember coming out and each time you come out of a station you're sort of ready to run or not run but hurry to the next station because it's eating into your three minute preparation time and yep. so I remember coming out of my last station and I was like, oh, where do I go next? And the people who was uh, escorting us around to different stations, he was like, that's the end of the exam. And I was like, oh, and he was like, unless, unless you want to do another station. And I was like, no, 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 I'm good. I don't, I don't want to do another station. And I was just, I just, <laughs> I just thought there was another, another station um, left. So I, I think they're the main things that I have from them. I think one more station that I had was like a handover station and you had to, there was a fake phone to pick it up and, and, um, hand over to someone and I was expecting the examiner to play the role of the patient and then I just hear a voice like from the corner of the room and I'm just thinking I look I turn around and I just can't see anyone um, and there's just a curtain and there's someone behind the curtain you're just pretending to be a, uh, to a registrar whatever they were and you were handing it was the weirdest experience ever um, and so you know these these things they try and simulate them to be as real as possible but of course it's never going to be a real thing they, they do their best but uh, in essence it's it's all just a very like a tick box exercise these oskies aren't they and um they all they are quite strange um but they do test the skills that you've accumulated um over over the years yeah i think it's a good way of good way of putting it and i think yeah like we said uh prepare fail to prepare prepare to fail i think also in your exams get into that routine of what i always did was when i had a history station i'd literally just write down presenting complaint history presenting complaint mm. as like acronyms to make sure that i didn't forget to ask them to make sure i didn't forget to ask about allergies and drug history because i know you do it when you're there in um in like a routine history but when you're under that pressure um, it becomes a becomes a lot more important to just remember to say those things because they're all tick boxes yeah. and uh yeah making sure you get your pp on early and you're not putting your pp on as the bell's going no. to the point where you're trying to like get gloves on through sweaty hands when you're trying to get into the room it's yeah and it stresses you out a bit more so as much as you can do to simulate that beforehand is is the best thing yeah yeah i think that's a yeah, I think that's a nice kind of uh, nice place to finish it. Do you um, have any uh, any any stories or anything that you said? Um, or are you just perfect. No, I uh, I don't know. The one thing that you do is you know when you get photos in Oski's or whatever, and I remember having a photo of a lesion. Not even for not even for this year, 
but they gave me a photo of like a skin lesion and I was like uh well they were like well your differentials so I was like it could be a uh, SCC so a squamous cell carcinoma or it could be a BCC a basal cell carcinoma and they were like which one do you think it is and I was like oh BCC because mm. of like the rolled pearly edges and they're like this is an SCC mm. and you're like oh great <laughs> so <laughs> as soon as if you get like one one question wrong like that yeah. you've not failed the OSCE station because once they've given you the diagnosis individually you know how to how to kind of manage those things or investigate those things so if you just get the spot diagnosis wrong it's not a failure so just move on and kind of deal with it yeah yeah i i do remember one thing from you uh one of your oh really uh, feedback if you'd like to share it uh which i thought was quite funny oh yeah i had a bit of feedback in masky saying don't cross your legs and i was just a bit like well what kind of what am i supposed to do i'm pure limbs like uh <laughs> i think i've been i think i mean i think i was sitting there and i think it's nerves isn't it when you sit there and you cross your legs i don't know how i was crossing my legs i can't remember but uh yeah it's just uh sitting up looking presentable is important but i was just a bit like wow like uh, that's what's drawing your attention yeah. while i'm there trying to talk to a patient i was a bit a bit surprised at that yeah well they must have been really bored um, if they were concentrating on that because i'm pretty sure i crossed my legs for every single station <laughs> yeah yeah it was it was a bit weird i was a bit <laughs> i was a bit confused at that one i'll be honest uh but yeah no, i think it's a nice way to end the episode so yeah like we said we've kind of given our tips on both oskies and mcqs and talked through kind of how they were for us and how best to prepare mm. um yeah and we're looking at getting some f1 still in the work uh, to talk through kind of tips for not just about working as f1 but those weird bits and bobs that you don't kind of think about so about payroll about days off in lieu and things like that mm. so we're, we're trying to sort that at the moment um and i think medics money as well for those who are looking at starting f1 soon medics money offer a good one about getting started with your finances for f1 and yeah. we'll cover bits of those but they go into a bit more detail i know mind the bleep yeah. have a few webinars as well which are quite useful yeah 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 they're useful i haven't watched any of them but i was gonna try and watch some of them on youtube at some point before we start yeah well. okay but yeah no um thank you very much for listening and um we'll speak soon Thank you very much for listening. Please leave us a like, give us a rating and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use. We'll speak soon.